capture this message from the outside while it was still there. Even if he knew the number he had accidentally called, he doubted if he could ever establish the circuit again. The amount of audiovisual material that Duncan had stored under miscellaneous was remarkable, even for an inquisitive ten-year-old. It was not that he lacked organizing ability, that was the most celebrated of all the Mackenzie talents, but he was interested in more things than he knew how to index. He had now begun to discover, the hard way, that information not properly classified can be irretrievably lost. He thought intently for a minute, while the lonely wind sobbed and moaned, and brought the chill of space into his warm little cubicle. Then he tapped out Alpha Index Asterisk, Wind Sounds Asterisk, Perm Store Hash. From the moment he touched the hash or execute key, he had begun to capture that voice from the world above. If all went well, he could call it forth again at any time by using the index heading Wind Sounds. Even if he had made a mistake and the console's search program failed to locate the recording, it would be somewhere in the machine's permanent, non-erasable memory. There was always the hope that he might one day find it again by chance, as was happening all the time with information he had filed under miscellaneous. He decided to let the recording run for another few minutes before completing the interrupted call to Grandma. As luck would have it, the wind must have slackened at about the time he keyed execute, because there was a long, frustrating silence. Then, out of that silence, came something new. It was faint and distant, yet conveyed the impression of overwhelming power. First, there was a thin scream that mounted second by second in intensity, but somehow never came any closer. The scream rose swiftly to a demonic shriek with undertones of thunder, then dwindled away as quickly as it had appeared. From beginning to end it lasted less than half a minute. Then there was only the sighing of the wind, even lonelier than before. For a long, delicious moment, Duncan savoured the unique pleasure of fear without danger. Then he reacted as he always did when he encountered something new or exciting. He tapped out Carl Helmer's number and said, Listen to this. Three kilometres away, at the northern end of Oasis City, Carl waited until the thin scream died into silence. As always, his face gave no hint of his thoughts. Presently he said, Let's hear it again. Duncan repeated the playback, confident that the mystery would soon be solved, for Carl was fifteen and therefore knew everything. Those dazzling blue eyes, apparently so candid, yet already so full of secrets, looked straight at Duncan. Carl's surprise and sincerity were totally convincing as he exclaimed, You didn't recognize it? Duncan hesitated. He had now thought of several obvious possibilities, but if he guessed wrongly, Carl would make fun of him. Better to be on the safe side. No, he answered. Did you? Of course, said Carl in his most superior tone of voice. He paused for effect, then leaned towards the camera so that his face loomed enormous on the screen. It's a hydrosaurus on the rampage. For a fraction of a second, Duncan took him seriously, which was exactly what Carl had intended. 
He quickly recovered and laughed back at his friend. You're crazy. So you don't know what it is? For the methane-breathing monster Hydrosaurus Rex was their private joke. The product of youthful imaginations, inflamed by pictures of ancient earth and the wonders it had brought forth near the dawn of creation. Duncan knew perfectly well that nothing lived now, or had ever lived, on the world that he called home. Only man had walked upon its frozen surface. Yet, if Hydrosaurus could have existed, that awesome sound might indeed have been its battle cry, as it leapt upon the gentle Carbotherium, wallowing in some ammonia lake. "'Oh, I know what made that noise,' said Carl smugly. "'Didn't you guess? That was a ram tanker making a scoop. If you call traffic control, they'll tell you where it was heading.' Carl had had his fun, and the explanation was undoubtedly correct.